Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. August 28, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Whoa, X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Happy game week, everyone. Wow, we did it. The Cats play football on Catterday at the Krogue. We're just a matter of days away, a work week away, a shortened work week and a long weekend. If you're playing in the Big X Sports Radio Golf Scramble on Friday, that's only a few days away. There's a little part of us, Roush. We, yeah, we've got we got some work to get done before we we get to the weekend. But there's a little part of me that feels like we made it. We did. We did. This is the the I don't like I I had trouble sleeping last night. Now it's a little bit different for me because like. Game week actually changes my routine, and now I'm, you know, once the show's over, going to Lexington, uh, hanging out with Mark Stoops for a press conference, and TJ, some huge news in the world of media to kick off this game week, too. The luncheons are back. Wow. Yes. It was just, what, like a two-year hiatus, a couple-year hiatus from the luncheons? Yeah, it was a two years where it was just press conference, no luncheon lunch all the way back so the media people it's so much for hardcore investigative journalism we're getting free food so soft tosses from here on out for mark stoops that's what i like to hear that's a smart move by uk in all seriousness big news for the media to get their free meals going to be more media members are going to be at the press conferences which is not a bad thing and the big question is what is going to be on the menu are they just going to go back to the classic chicken parm that they had for every year ever? Or are they going to mix it up and, and get a little crazy? Are they going to bring in maybe some outside restaurants? I uh, doubt it. But what do you what, what do you think is going to be on the menu? I think it's they're going to keep it light. I think it's going to be maybe like a little uh, Subway sandwich sort of deal. Or maybe like a little Chick-fil-A thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling it'll just be a... Um, at least that's kind of the heads up I've gotten. So yeah, I, I'm not expecting a ton, but um, I, I will say we were uh, a little shocked to hear that. <laughs> so 
it's 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 a running bit on just like oh media they're only here for the free food um but at the same time i know uh i know a lot of people are very happy well it's a step in the right direction to try to get old tj back at the press conferences uh, i would have to have food there obviously once they get the draft line installed roush you let me know and i'm there once that once they get hey all right you get a couple beers during media as well beers legal at kroger field now why the heck not once they start giving the U of L media treatment where they start boozing up their media members then i'm back in all the way in all the way in but um this monday first press conference though is typically pretty newsworthy um we get our first depth chart of the season and basically stoops goes from i'm just going to dodge all of your questions to i'll answer some real ones because we're playing a football game on saturday it's still i mean we don't have a game to discuss but as far as we're concerned talking season is over football's here uh, if you'll recall last year that was when we fought he finally broke down and was like this is this is when Chris Rodriguez is going to be available, you know, uh, that sort of deal. So uh, I'm, I'm just excited to get back in the swing of things, get back into the routine. Uh, I mean, it's, football's here, man. We got to watch them over the weekend. I loved it. I was locked in, had uh, the TV up, the iPad rolling, a bunch of games going on. Won my first few bets, and I thought I was going to start the season undefeated, TJ. There was a moment there where I was like, oh, man, is this going to happen? And then, uh, then Jerry Kill let me down in New Mexico State. So uh, the fighting Liam Cohen's in UMass of all teams just really just shocked shocked me. Put a shock on the system. They won their first FBS opener since the '80s, and uh, yeah, that was my first loser of the year. It won't be your last, Scoots. No more Sundays without football until February. How does that make you feel? Woohoo! Uh- it doesn't not as good as you all because it's not NFL, right? We still have two weeks or a week and a half till NFL, so that's like it's good. There's 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 college football on Sunday, all right, and it's a good game. It's a big game too. Oh, this upcoming Sunday, LSU versus uh, Florida State, if I'm not mistaken, or is okay. that the Monday night game? I, TJ, I can get behind what, that. What, what game do you think I was talking about when I said there's no more Sundays without football? Because there's a Monday night game, too. I didn't know. I, I get them confused. I haven't memorized well, the schedule well, completely. Well, Monday's one day of the week, and then Sunday's an di- entirely different day of the week. Well, I didn't know if that was the day. If they, I didn't know which game they have, was ga- they have games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Is this your all's first opening college football no, weekend? What the hell's Scoots going on was here? asking for specifics. It's Clemson-Duke was Monday. All right. I, I thought it was LSU Florida State. I just want to make sure Scoots is, oh, I'm too good for college football. We get three games on Sunday. There's two games on CBS as well. It, yeah, it, I, was talk, I, I was talking specifically about the Northwestern Rutgers Nooner. I thought that's what we were all on board with. <laughs> it's not that I'm against college football. I just don't enjoy it like I do NFL. So I'm really looking forward to NFL. Mm. But college football, it's a it's a nice little teaser to get us to NFL. Ooh, yeah. This is not like that. Just uh, good mood to start the show. The gang's back together. <laughs> we're all pumped up, and here you got wet blanket scooch. Yeah, when it's NFL week, come talk to me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm grouchy. I woke up grouchy on this Monday. Oh, Why? I've got to go to work this week. You got to next week. No. This is a three day weekend coming up too. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm real hype about this scramble in this weekend. But no, so you all watched um, Hey Arnold, right? Growing up, of course, had taste. Okay, so 
I honestly feel like I am at a point in my life for the last three, four years where I am like real life Eugene. If anything can go wrong, it will. So you all remember Eugene from the show if you watched it. He, everything was always bad happening to Eugene. So I actually had a great weekend. I was... My football game for Friday got canceled, so I had a rare free Friday night. Once once high school football starts, I never get free Friday night. So that was nice to be able to have that. And then my sister calls me, and she's like, hey, we're going over to Old Mine Opa's tomorrow to swim. Do you want to join us? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, okay, well, my youngest nephew had baseball practice real close to my house. So she was like, I'm going to drop my my niece and my oldest nephew off. So I watched them for about an hour, had a good time, went to Olmaz to swim. We're having a big old time in the pool. I step out of the pool and I'm like a, around the railing of the deck, put my arm on the railing right on top of a wasp. So my left wrist is swollen to bejesus. You wouldn't believe how fat it is. And it's so painful. It, my arm is like as hard as a rock. It's not good. I, I got to get the stinger out somehow. Oh, a lot, a lot, scooch I mean, just, got hit by a, a so, stinger. So much, so much to take in. My favorite part was the beginning where Scooch was just unbelievably relieved to have a Friday night off at week two of the co- of the high school football season. <laughs> I got to appreciate so him. When, I got to well, appreciate him a when Friday, I get him. Finally get a Friday <laughs> night as if I didn't have him in, you know, every single month up until this month. <laughs> Secondly... Yeah, I mean, getting stung by a bee or a wasp or a hornet, that that sucks. And uh, it sounds like your your arm is just totally messed up, which I know that that could, uh, could have made for a really bad weekend for you. So I, I get actually why you're in a bad mood well, this Monday it, And it doesn't bode well for the scramble. Like, I need this swelling to go down, or I don't know how good I'm going to be in, on <laughs> scramble day. Scoot, like, scoot. I might grow the hell up. My God, be a man. I'm Jesus still, Christ. I, I fell off a scooter. I don't know if I'm going to be able to golf for a couple of weeks. I had to walk up a hill because it was cart path lonely. I don't know if I'm going to be sore for months. Uh, I got stung by a bee, and a week later, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play. Oh, man. I, I mean, like I'm, when you said I feel like just like anything that can go wrong will go wrong, my, my, I had a, I've had a friend who spent a week in the hospital for a motorcycle accident, and he's had just like, countless like you you want to talk about murphy's law and scoots oh i got stung by a wasp uh thankfully he's he's doing well um on the up and up but like was under the knife quite a bit very dangerous stuff motorcycles very scary but i just scoots the woe is me after you're freaking got stung by a wasp give me a break i mean ralph you bring up some good points like it, it could be a lot worse but it's i mean it's far from an ideal situation i haven't been stung by anything other than like a mosquito i guess since i don't know i was a kid so i forgot how painful it was first of all but yeah you're right wow, i mean it, it Roush- could be worse Roush using his friend's terrible motorcycle <laughs> no just to, just to one up Scoots. Good grief. Oh, go hell deep, yeah. Go We're going nuclear. Going deep into the pockets. Well, just to one up both of you all, my buddy Gus sometimes has to work 40 hour work week. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> so you can only imagine what he goes through those weeks. So. Yeah, so I guess we're all kind of dealing with it when you think about it. Uh, all right, for the next 45 minutes, everybody ready to hear about my vacation? Let's Woo-hoo. do it. No, it was a weekend uh, getaway. So I, I will just to uh, piggyback to what Scoot said. I'm I was very disappointed that the <laughs> those poor kids worked all week to 
I just either they were practicing in the gym after school or getting up at 6 a.m. Like all the heat, dipping, diving, dodging, ducking. The heat finally breaks. They're going to start the games. It's 100 degrees for kickoff. And um, where I was at out of the sales, they got a drive and a half in before the thunderstorms rolled in and all hell broke loose. Uh, it just, it's like, God, come on. Get, get, get the, can we, can we, can we catch a break for these kids? I, I felt bad for them. Um, a lot of them were able to play Saturday. Um, but I, I will say, though, TJ, it was one of those where I saw the storms kind of creeping up, so I didn't go into the game. I was hanging out by, like, the tailgate afterwards, and it ended up just being a big tent party while we thought the storms might blow over and they'd get to play. Um, tailgating, very fun. Um, forgot what that was like. Maybe if you don't have plans to do it this Saturday, you should go tailgate because tailgating, very cool, very cool. What? What? Yeah, I I never do it. So like tailgating, it's it's awesome. I enjoyed it very much. I I almost just feel like we need to replay the intro of the show. Are you just advocating for tailgating to our yeah. audience? Yeah, like it's like the most. It was so much Man, fun. Wait till you get a hot dog at a football game, Roush. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but well, I mean, hell, wait till you get a cold beer. Now that that's a good point. Now you got me. You're back on. You're back on track with that one because it will be the first Catterday at the Crowd yeah. where people are going to be able to uh, to enjoy an adult beverage and not have to be rich or did in a you, suite uh, or in a special spot to be able to do it. Did you see the map? Are you? Do you have a map of? Um, or have you seen if you have a vendor near your section? I think uh, that there is a standalone vendor that will be selling, I believe, Bud Light and Michelob outside of Section Three. So I'll, that will that will be my that will be my person. Yeah, that, that's yeah. my spot. That's that's fine enough for me. Uh, I can I don't need the. In all honesty, like I, I remember when we did the UK Media Day at Kroger Field. I think it was the last year that we did it there, and I think because it was the last year that our show was going from eight to ten. Whereas a little bit more realistic to be able to do the show from there. Although I'd like to do it again, but it's not like nobody's there. It's it'd just be us doing a show in an empty room, similar to us here doing a show in an empty room. But I'd like to get back there. It's always fun. But we were doing it there one year, and Evan Crane, who has been at UK Athletics for forever, one of the nicest humans in the world, uh, he joked and he, when we were setting up our table and our the radio equipment, he was like, yeah, I figured I'd come out and bring you a beer, TJ. I know that that's what you want here at that sta- at this stadium. Uh, and we, we all had a good laugh about it. I, I can be the the, BD, the media booze hound if that's what they, they want. But it, I don't even like anticipate, Roush, I'm sure if I'm staying in Lexington for the night or it's like, you know, the big reunion fellows weekend or something like that, there's going to be definitely uh, some games where I'll probably uh, – enjoy several but i would imagine the majority of games is just like hey it's hot out here a beer sounds good i'm gonna have probably like two or three throughout the game it's not like you're looking to to tie one on each and every saturday and i know that there's going to be people that do and that's fine that that should be the right that if they want to do that and do it responsibly and make sure that they get home responsibly then that's all fine and dandy but uh that that wasn't it's just the the principle of it it always was you, right, you, can't, right. you can't say that you know it's dangerous for some but totally safe for others mitch barnhart just took the the wrong approach almost off the get-go but it's a hard sell all the same to to leave it to the rich and then not give it and then his rationale was horrible behind it so 
you just needed to open it up to everybody or a worse way would have been to just shut it down altogether. I'm glad they didn't go that route. So we'll finally have it. It really isn't like the end-all, be-all. The atmospheres at the Krogue have been good, and but that's been because UK is winning. If UK continues to win, the atmospheres are going to continue to be good whether there's beer or not. If they stink, uh, the atmospheres will probably also not be good, and it, it won't be saved because of beer. Yeah. So you just keep winning and uh, and don't be hypocritical in the process. So I'm excited for that aspect of it all. Yeah, especially you get a nooner on Saturday. I mean, it's going to be hot out, and I I don't know, like you know, I, I'm I was talking just like, oh man, it was so cool to go tailgating. Uh, so like, I, I have a much different perspective. But when you're just hot outside, I think I think about like going to a baseball game. It's like if it's hot out, like I just want a cold beer. It just hits the spot. And I think that's going to be for a lot of people because, heck, if it's too hot on Saturday, I haven't checked the weather. Um, actually, I'm lying. I did. I think it was like right around 90. It's going to be mid-80s most of the week. Be a little toasty on Saturday. But uh, sometimes that just hits the spot. Um, and you don't have to – there's just no longer that like stress or worry of having to – this anxiety of like, oh my gosh, do I got to sneak in this or that? And, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I became an adult and I mean, I still will bring like a little bit of bourbon into the Derby, but I was just like, I can't, I can't just be going off cheap booze anymore. Like it's just, it's kind of gross and I don't want like warm bourbon and Coke and no, I just want a cold beer. Like that's all that sounds good right now. I don't have to get tanked. I don't have to get hammered. I can just enjoy an ice cold beer and fans have that luxury. Now they're going to have that luxury. And then by the end of the first month of the season, they're also going to have the luxury of placing sports bets inside the stadium where you just like, Oh, like the stuff that I could do on my couch before that I couldn't do in the stadium. I can do now uh, because we are now adults. Uh, so I, I know it's 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 exciting. The start of a new era at Kroger Field. Did you see the Q and A that accompanied the alcohol map? Because I just want to read some of these questions. They're very enlightening. Uh, sounds risky, but go ahead. Um, are you concerned that some fans will no longer come to games because of alcohol sales? What's the right. A? What's the A with that? Providing a positive, enjoyable game day experience for all of our fans is a foundational principle for us. Our goal is to provide, uh, to continue to provide the experience that everyone feels comfortable attending our events. Uh, oh, here's one. This is right for you, TJ. Since the SEC has permitted alcohol sales since 2019, UK has not chosen to do so. Why the change now? Feels like a good question. Something that, that, that like a journalist would ask. Sure, that seems like a. Uh, a common cue. What was yeah. the ray? Uh, the game day experience for our student athletes is extremely important to us. It's a significant change. We wanted to monitor how this affected the home atmosphere and game day management operations at other league schools. In recent years, the norm has shifted, and fans have come to expect beers and amenity at entertainment events. Now, just now, we've come to expect beer yeah. and food at entertainment events. That's yeah, why no. now <laughs> we're doing it. I know, but they did say like we we wanted to. We wanted to wait and see. We wanted to watch others jump in the water first and let us know what the temperature was like before we decided to dip our toes on in. So, yeah, this all is, right, that's fine. They're, they're in the water, though, so good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm seeing a high of 87 on Saturday. Oh, nice. Not too shabby in old Lexington for the first Saturday home football game. It'll be hot. Make no mistake about it. You're, yeah. you're going to want to wear your sunscreen and, and try to find a shady spot if possible. But – 
like the morning tailgate's going to feel really nice. Uh, up until kickoff, it's probably going to feel pretty good. It really won't be till the first quarter where you start to bake probably a little bit. But that's nice. Uh, all things considered, yeah. for the first Saturday for the football season, you can do a lot worse than that. And then the weather for the Big X Scramble also looking really nice. Uh, it's going to probably be in the upper 70s, low 80s. That's awesome. Can't ask much more mm -hmm. than that. So we'll look forward to seeing everybody out at Elk Run. If you have, it, probably today or tomorrow, maybe your last days to sign up. But if you're interested, Big X Scramble at Yahoo.com. We can get you taken care of there. So one, uh, one more thing I did want to mention before we move on, because I do want to hear about Weekend Getaway. But um, Mitch Barnhart did. Uh, stress that like, hey, we've we we did the slow rollout so we could be prepared for when we do the big rollout. But like, it is our first game, so bear with us. Um, I, I noticed they have a lot of um, beer kiosks, so they're gonna have like the grab and go type coolers. TJ, where it, um, I, I I've that. seen them at the Yum Center, and th those are those lines tend to move a little bit faster when you're just grabbing the aluminum cans and. Uh, Kind of to kind of keep things rolling instead of just waiting in a draft beer tent. And they need to have, and I'm pulling these numbers just completely out of my butt, but they need to have probably like in four out of five concession stands need to just or or any like four out of five built-in places at Kroger Field need to have the option to be able to buy beer from them. And then maybe you have just again like one out of five where hey, no beers. And that way, if somebody's not looking to buy beer, you can just get your food, your soft drinks. It can maybe be a little quicker because sometimes beer lines can be a little bit longer. So I'd say like four out of five concession stands need to at least have the option to buy beer. And then I like the little roll and go kiosks. Those can move yeah. really fast. They don't have your fancy beers or your fancy drafts. And sometimes maybe these bottled beers are like six years old. You never really know. They're always dented. But I like those. You can move a lot quicker with that. And it will it will not clog up the other concession lines. Uh, but that yeah. being said, you still want to have the option because some people want to get beer and food or beer and a couple soft drinks or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I, I, it doesn't seem like the hardest thing to be able to figure out, but you can understand there may be a learning yeah. curve. If it's like I mean, just look at UofL. Figure it out. When, I mean, what was that was that last year where they had the nightmare selling beer? Yeah, but that was like a, a car – well – it all started at like the ticket gate. It was just an all systems failure. Their ticket system went down, and then I think they were only doing like card. And then since the ticket system went down, some of the card readers oh, went down. Oh right, yeah. It was like a yeah. big like blackout rollout, something on their equipment, and that it was a nightmare. But don't worry, they fired the only UK fan in the athletic office, and everything's <laughs> all back. everything's back to normal. Uh, I I do like the one the um, the little Kroger kind of snack stations that they have. Uh, I've seen those where it's just like, Hey, here's, here's some snacks. Like you, if you don't want the hot food, like the Kroger, the Kroger stations are usually pretty quick. Um, uh, like there, there's not a line backed up there. They've got, they're going to have beer at those. Uh, I would, I would recommend those are like, uh, the kettle corn place, like the, the kind of random ones that aren't always backed up. That'll probably be your quickest. If you're looking to just grab and go, uh, on Saturday. So man, football, it's going to be here. I'm I'm excited. Uh, did you did you watch any week zero action, TJ? While uh, during your weekend getaway, or was it strictly a um, were you learning how a bill up on Capitol Hill works? I watched uh, a little bit, saw uh, clips or not clips, but 
like, I don't know, probably 10 minutes of Notre Dame and Navy. Uh, I, by that time, it was already a blowout. But I didn't right. kind of want to see the sights and scenes, and it looked okay. Uh, it looked solid. And then watched Saturday night a little bit of Vandy. Did, couldn't stay up for the end, though, but I thought that thought that they were going to cover. I couldn't place a bet anyways in D.C. I don't know. Maybe it was just a, a, a DraftKings thing, or I don't know what the deal was. But couldn't, or maybe they don't have legalized gambling there. Or I don't, who knows? But I, so I couldn't place a bet, so I didn't lose any money off of it. But no, didn't watch a ton of it. Uh, obviously, we're, we're walking around doing a bunch of different things. But happy that it was back. I've still been invested in this United States Basketball World Cup, which they play this morning at 8.40. So we'll have that going on when the uh, – We know TJ's the, not paying attention an hour or two. While the show's going on. They they should they should be all right with Greece. I don't think that's going to be too much of a contest. But Is Rick Pitino still coaching? No, but John Calipari's really been tweeting up a storm about the Dominican Republic. And I don't know if he's had any tweets about Team USA. This could be like a Scoots German soccer situation. Hmm, that's not good. Hates his country. Wait, so you do hate your country? No. I'm just saying, John Calipari, it seems like he does. I love but isn't it? But I you, lo- were used to, I, you were used as the comparison. I love my country. I just, I'm not a big fan of our soccer team. That's it. It's a hot take in the golden era of USA <laughs> soccer. By the way, I saw France was knocked out of the FIBA. That's pretty big, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, you can blame Rudy Gobert for that. Um, <laughs> that's why that is a huge upset. They lost. Yeah. To, they lost to Latvia, and uh, they're they're out. They're they can't advance. I forget who they lost to in the first game that put them in that hole to begin with. But yeah, we're not going to spend a, a great deal of time on United States World Cup basketball talk. But they do play today. They're one and zero from their win against New Zealand. Uh, kind of a Slow start in that one, but they eventually turned it on. Brandon Ingram's complaining about like playing time and his role, which you've got to be a real loser to complain about playing time and role when representing Team USA in a major <laughs> basketball tournament. But Brandon Ingram's found a way to do that, uh, but they'll play again today, so we may bring it up. Let's take our first break. I'll come out. You know, we do. We There, there was plenty of news from this weekend that we need to get to, so I, I won't spend a, a great deal of time talking about dc but it was a great trip we had a blast uh, ate very 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 well washington dc is an expensive city uh, but we we had a lot of fun and did a lot of cool things so may talk about that for a brief moment when we return get your text into the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio it's a celebration Let's celebrate. There's a party going on right here. A dedication to last throughout the year. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Shut up, Meg. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Told you about the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And not one of you all texted in, despite me asking for you all to. Unbelievable. I asked, we, two hours every day, we ask a simple thing, and 
Not a single text message after that five-minute stretch there. Uh, only kidding, but not kidding about the great deals at Thornton's and the delicious food, drinks, everything. Great quality gasoline at Thornton's. They're on every corner throughout the city in Louisville. Download the app. It'll save you time uh, when you go inside the store with your buy ones, get ones, and all your special deals. And you'll save money at the pump, which is always great at Thornton's. Check them out. Check out the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You heard a honk there. Yep. Uh, somebody's going to, no, just got home from work. Oh, yeah. My nice. neighbor, he's a, he's a night guy. Wow. So, I've got one of them that lives by me. A yeah. third, a third shifter. He gets home. I'm, I'm pulling out of the driveway every day and he's pulling in his driveway. So it's always really weird. Like ships passing in the night. <laughs> well, oh, you're going to have to dump that. <laughs> Uh, you all, I didn't get to listen on Friday, but I was kind of following along. Seems like Roush mistook where a UK game was played. People really hammered him to Bolivia on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, but did everything go okay on Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Good. And then I loved Corey Price trivia. We were walking to the airport or driving to the airport and then i it was so fun i had to pull it up on my phone because i wanted to keep playing as i was walking from the parking garage over to the the terminal and uh, that was great well done Corey price he also had a birthday hope he had a great birthday mike rutherford had a birthday yesterday so happy birthday to mike rutherford as well so uh, august busy busy birthday month roush don't you have a birthday coming up in september yeah, end of the end of the month. So um, yeah, August was a very busy birth month. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of birthdays happening. So um, happy birthday to everybody! Did I tell you all that I'm out on wishing people happy birthday? By the way, did I, did I share that? Or is that something I've kept private? Yeah. Whoa, that's rude. It used to be Facebook was like the reminder, but and then I would send a, like you know, ten years ago or fifteen years ago, I would just write the happy birthday thing on Facebook. I eventually got out of that, and then I would use that as a reminder to send text messages. And then now I'm just, I'm all the way out on wishing people happy birthday. I'm just, because I'm not, I know I'm being disingenuous with it. So, yeah, just out on happy birthdays. This has been a really weird start to the show this morning. Just a yeah. lot of weird takes. Yeah. Who doesn't want to wish people a happy birthday? It's like yeah. people's favorite day of the year, and Roush is just saying, I'm not participating because it's not genuine. I'm just out. Uh, yeah, I, I had a situation I last week. My uh, best friend's wife, it t- Facebook told me it was her birthday, and I was like, I don't think it's her birthday, but I sent her a message anyways. I was like, Hey, happy birthday! And she writes back, Yeah, not sure why Facebook has my birthday as today. And her birthday was in July, so I missed her actual birthday. Told her happy birthday when Facebook told me, and it turned out to be incorrect. So that was. Well, it gave you a reason to to talk with this person. I talk, with, him. I talk with her frequently. Oh, well then, uh, uh, no no big deal then. That's true. Now, now you know. Now you can confirm that her birthday is in July. Yes. I'll, I'll, Did you market it? I'll keep Did that in mind next calendar? year. No, I uh, I don't have a calendar per se, but I do have the fridge uh, dry erase calendar. That's been a game changer for me, guys. Oh, you're actually using it too? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm filling it out every month. Yeah, it's great. I'll I'll uh, race the day as it goes by. Yeah, it's it's been a huge game changer for me. My, my big thing that made me stop doing it, TJ, I got to a point with some of the people where the last time that we had messaged, it was like the happy birthday from the year prior. 
and it just felt weird. So well, I was just like, eh. I mean, I, I agree with that, but that's always like a telltale sign of like, oh, okay, so this friendship has maybe ran its course or we've just kind of drifted apart. And that's understandable and stuff like that can happen. But that being said, what, it takes 10 seconds to type out a happy birthday? Yeah, I know. I just, I'm, I'm out. I'm done with it. Sorry. Really? If you don't get a birthday message from me, it's no hard feelings. It's just, if, you know, I'm, I'm just out. I'll, for some, maybe, maybe a select few, but for the most part, nope. Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. All right. It's Derek Terry's birthday today. Would you wish Derek Terry a happy birthday? Um, I would think about it and probably want to, and then be like, yeah, but I don't wish people happy birthday anymore. So probably not. All right. That's rude. Uh, he's come on our show. He's helped out uh, us out. He's given us his valuable time. And you can't take 10 seconds to wish him a happy birthday. I'll, on behalf of the entirety of the Kentucky Roll Call crew, and especially Nick Roush, happy birthday to Derek Terry, everybody. Woo! Woo! That's a co-worker of yours, Roush. You're not even wishing co-workers happy birthday nowadays. I'm out. I'm all the way out. Unbelievable. What about your wife? What about your wife and kids? Are you going to tell them happy birthday? Well, yeah, no, they're, they're blood related. Yeah, that's like the, usually the line I draw. Okay. All right, I blood just, related. I, I had to see where the line was drawn. Yeah, yeah. But if it's blood related, wish them happy birthday. If they're like on my favorites in my phone, I'll wish them a happy birthday. But yeah, that's about what, it. What about your like uh, sister-in-law or brother-in-law? Are you going to tell them they're not blood related? I mean... We we go to holidays together, but even <laughs> not even all of them. I'll, I'll you know what I mean. Like it's we have a cal. It's funny we have a calendar of like Brooks family where it's got pictures of of every person in her family like on the date that they're it's their birthday. But like I mean I'm not wishing any of them a happy birthday, and I'm wishing half of my extended family a happy birthday. Like it's just I don't know. It just feels like it's a it's a a politeness that like yeah it's a nice courteous thing. But it feels like an empty gesture. The whole calendar with everyone's picture, that must just be a big Catholic family thing. Because my grandma has the same thing hanging in her house. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's kind of a neat idea. It is. I like it, we, yeah. We used to get, our family used to get, like, big, big extended family used to get one every Christmas, but not as much anymore. Uh, I was a big fan of it. Maybe I'll bring them back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's time. Um Maybe it is time. So enough of my silly hot takes. TJ, are you, I, I'm, are you going to be run for president now, so you can move to Washington? I, w- I was very impressed by Washington D.C. And it's funny because we were like talking to one of the Lyft drivers about that, and they like laughed. They were like, oh, "I can show you parts that you wouldn't be impressed of." And I was like, "Well, that's fine. I'm a tourist. I'm not going to go to those spots. I'm like, why yeah, would I?" You're, you're and, in Georgetown. And if I mistakenly end up at those spots, then that's probably on me. Uh, not, I mean, it'd be nice if cities didn't have bad spots of towns. That'd be awesome. But uh, you got to understand that big populations of places are going to have spots that aren't as safe as other spots. But the spots where tourists walk around, I was super impressed by it. First off, just like it's nice to, and I know it's the nation's capital, so it probably should be like this, but just the architecture of just almost every building just in like the downtown D.C. area or, the, I guess, where all the government offices are. They're just so beautiful. I miss the days of, like, people caring about what exteriors of buildings look like. 
not that every city can be like downtown Washington, D.C. I understand that. But I think a little bit more pride in our our city structures would go a long way uh, in a lot of places. But it's just a beautiful city. The buildings are impressive. It's cool going to a place where there's not any like skyscrapers. Georgetown has big, tall buildings, but off into the distance. So that was first. Uh, then we went to the, I'll just kind of give like a guideline of the things that we did. We went to the African-American History Museum on Thursday. That when we got into town, I'd never been there before because it's relatively new. That was awesome. Highly recommend for everybody. Uh, you could spend an entire day there. You could spend a couple days there. We, were, we only had a couple hours until closing time, but we weren't, went right up almost to the horn because uh, there's just so much different stuff to see. One issue, though, they did, they did say that Adolph Rupp was a staunch segregationist, which is just factually inaccurate. So I would, I, would, I would hope that they would correct that, although I wouldn't necessarily hold my breath there. But that was awesome. Uh, that was cool to see. Went to a really nice Italian dinner spot in Georgetown that night. Uh, then went to a piano bar. Hadn't been to a piano bar in a while. That was neat. Friday, we did, what did we do Friday? Ford's Theater which they've added a whole new like museum and exhibit to that since the last time I, I went back in like 2004 or 2006 or whatever year it was, the last time I was in Washington, D.C. That was cool, and just that whole place is a cool piece of history. You can learn something new every time that you go. Uh, what did we do Friday? We did a bunch of different museums. Let's see, natural history. We Ooh, did, love that one. The art museum, which I I love that more than I thought I was going to. Just like looking at paintings, but just some of the paintings and how old they are and how amazing they were. That was cool. Uh, let's see, we did another dinner on Friday at a really old place. That was neat. Saturday was kind of a surprise. We weren't necessarily anticipating this, but. Went to Mount Vernon. I'd never been to Mount Vernon. Got Dude, how George how much Washington fun is Mount Day. Vernon? That place is unbelievable. I knew you'd like it because it's such a, I don't know. It's just like you're getting to see how the rich early American aristocracy lived. And it's just fascinating. Um, all of it. Like it's very well preserved in the grounds. There's just, there's a lot to Mount Vernon. It's just cool that like for over you know, for nearly 300 years at this point, and obviously much longer, somebody got to that view and was like, oh yeah, I, I want, I, this is this is it. This is the spot that we we build here on this spot. Because the view is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, like, that too. And, you know, it, it's, I, I think you could make a taste that Monticello, Monticello is uh, a little bit like nicer of an interior, but the view is just unbelievable untouchable and then the farm aspect of it was really impressive too and their preservation was cool and there was just a the history nerd in me seeing a spot where the two best presidents in the history of the country died in a span of two days like you know seeing the booth at, at ford theater and then seeing the bed that george washington died in, seeing his room that was pretty cool for a nerd like myself so uh, that that checked that checked really all the boxes for me, and then we went to a nice seafood place on Saturday night. It, but it, that was that seafood place is almost like too nice, where you just couldn't even read any of the menu because you had no idea what. Like I was so confused by even the ordering process, and the guy was like, "These are going to be some of your small proteins that you're going to want to mix with some of our other more famous." Di and I was like, "Wait, no, uh, what are we? What? Like just I want a fish." 
Give me a fish. So I ended up having some fish <laughs> off the Canary Islands. Uh, it was good. It was, it was good, but the menu was. Did it taste like uh, Tweety Bird? Uh, no, but it was it was good. And I was like, it's it's cooked so perfectly. It's so soft. It was like white fish. It was really really delicious. I was like, it just could use like a little bit of like a kick or a little flavoring. And Hannah, my the wife was like, uh, they did bring out these sauces because he said that you add them for flavoring. I was like, oh. But they were sauces, Roush. They were kind of gross. So I was a little scared. I was a little scared to try them. But we had fun. We got a, a, a massage, too, which I think every grown adult needs at least one massage annually. Uh, this this masseuse was like going, it, she's like going, it was like a video game where you like beat a bunch of smaller bosses and she's like rolling out these knots on my back. And I could like, you know, it was nothing to her. She was like rolling it out one knot, rolling it out two knots. And you could just feel them like roll across your shoulder blades. But then she got to like the mega boss. So it was like the end of the video game. And this bad boy, she like she was using both hands. You could like she was like propping up her legs to like be able to give her a better position. Get to some push leverage. In. Yeah. She needed a little leverage. Football, football's on it. a game it of leverage. This ginormous knot in my back and like in my shoulder. And she, all she was doing, she'd like roll the knots to my shoulder blade and then they'd, I don't know, just disappear. Something happened to them. This big one was so hard for her, but she took her time. She eventually got to it, uh, and it was amazing. I felt so – a lot of walking on a D.C. trip, so to get a massage in was, was clutch. All in all, it was awesome. And, and first weekend away from the baby, too, which obviously we missed her, but it was it was a little surprising, but maybe it shouldn't have been surprising how quickly, Roush, you can kind of snap back into the pre-baby life that we had known for, for 30 years, but uh, it – it was easy to slide back into that for, for a brief moment, but we missed her. She seemed to probably have more fun than we did. She had a blast by all accounts. So happy to be home though, but nation's capital, very cool. lot to do. It was the food. I mean, you can, you can, you can make it probably as cheap as you want to, but the cool thing is all the museums are free. Mount Vernon, I think it was like 20 bucks to get in. But besides that, everything is mostly free around the city. Um, hotels, not free food, not free, you know, water, you may pay three or four bucks for on the side of the street or something like that, but it's a neat spot. If you haven't been, it's only about like an hour and 30 minute flight. It was, uh, it, it, I highly, highly recommend. Oh, we did the Holocaust museum as well, uh, before we went to, to Mount Vernon on Saturday. So that was pretty I'm, heavy. I'm impressed that you all, cause the, those museums, um, like it, it's a lot and it's, it, it can sure. be taxing like and it, it's different too like we did the fair this weekend and when you've got kids like you just don't really take your time on anything so i, I don't know i feel like you gotta you gotta you can't get too stuck in one place or else like any sort of plans of hitting a bunch are just immediately over with yeah and like you know you gotta you gotta pace yourself and you gotta like we're gonna read of things of interest to you but it's not realistic to think that you're going to read every little thing at the museum which if you did you know you'd, you'd be at the holocaust museum all day you'd be at the you'd be at any of these museums all day if you looked at every single painting and you stopped and you looked at them you'd be at them you're right so we we'd try to spend a few hours at each of them and then go on our merry way and head on out to the next thing to try to cover more but there were a million things we didn't get to that we wanted to um, mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of go up into the to the Washington Monument. I've never been up there. We didn't, but we like walked around the exterior of it, so that was fine. We wanted we did a lot of the monuments on the National Mall, 
but that was like our Saturday night after dinner. We were going to do the scooters, Roush. Yeah, yeah. Complete disaster. Boy, oh. we could have used a little guidance or insight on that. We were like, what we'll do is we'll scooter to these monuments and then we'll scooter to the next one. Right. And it was like sunset and, and night, which was actually, I'd never seen these monuments at night. That was a cool perspective. It was at, like the monument part of it was sweet. The issue was these stupid scooters would like lock up when you got to them because they didn't want, and understandably so, like you don't want people zipping by the Vietnam Memorial being like, wee as they right, go up right. and down the ramps and stuff like that. You want to be, you, you need to be respectful. But what you could do is like your scooter would let you just walk it through these monuments. And then the scooters had lights on it. So it's actually almost kind of nice to like be able to have the lights on. But then you some of then sometimes they're like it would be like, all right, we're out of the no ride zone and they still wouldn't work. And then we noticed we were kind of like lugging these scooters around for forever. And we were like, let's just bail on the scooters at this point. And then you can't park them in the no ride zones. And so then you'd have to like go find a street that you could park it on. And it was just a, a more of a technology issue than anything right else. right did they have uh, the idea was good in practice it was a complete and total disaster did they have those areas like marked off like in a lake where it's like a wake zone no wake zone like geotags yes but not like a literal oh, okay so there was there wasn't like a sign you could see that hey your scooter's gonna stop working now no they'd have signs of like hey it, you know walk your bike is what it'd say but it didn't say anything about scooters hmm. but it'd say like walk your bike but scooters would apply to that same logic and even at like 9 30 at night you know there's a park ranger kind of yelling at some people on bicycles because uh the bicycles there are like are like techno bikes and they have all these bright lights and flashing colors and Ooh. stuff and park bright ranger, lights big city yeah a park ranger had to yell at some people but no we had, a, we had a great time it was a lot of fun refresh ready to get back at it although Kind of feels like we've made it. You know, it, it's football this week. I've got two fantasy drafts this week. We got the big X scramble. We've got cats on on Saturday. And then we get uh, a long weekend as well, which makes for a short week next week, which introduces the NFL to our appetites. And it's it, we, we made it. And that and that trip is going to be great way to kind of ease me into to the excitement that is sports season, the real sports season. So I'm pumped about it. But, yeah, it was a great trip. Any, uh, I'll I'll take any questions on the Thornton's text line, but really it was nothing like trying to think if there were anything, any good stories. And they're really, besides just going and checking stuff out, it was a pretty smooth trip. Smooth sailing. Got to love it. Got to love it. My brother, he's uh, going back to Tampa, St. Pete, just in time for hurricanes. So good for him. Oh, be safe. Got to watch out yeah. for their, those hurricanes. Uh, we did get some football news over the weekend, but like it's kind of we're, we're kind of finally starting our show here. What what do we want to what do we want to talk about? Let's just daily double it because I can talk. I could spend an hour talking about um, all of the games on Saturday. I, I was going to say I, I kind of wanted to. We probably need to bring up Vandy. We got to bring up. Vandy. Oh, it's, we have to. Vandy it. stinks. They they're just garbage, garbage trash. And I can't believe I, I bought the hype. It's, they're so bad. It's disappointing. We'll talk about all of it. we got another hour. We've got text on the Thornton's text line. And uh, a lot more fun to get to on Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be back. This is KRC on the Big X.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Get the podcast wherever you get the podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Replay of the show, 9 to 11 on all those same streaming platforms. As always, you can listen to the podcast anytime, anywhere, any place you want. Uh, and we appreciate those that do listen to the podcast or text in. We're on Instagram and Facebook, and we don't have a Twitter account for the show, but we do have a Twitter community for the show, so you can join us there. And those are all the ways to listen to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roush, Vandy won, but it was an ugly scene from... The weather delay to the stadium construction to the visiting locker rooms and to the game itself. Just just ugly stuff all around. Yeah, it was um, was not great, Bob, um, in all accords. And first and foremost, the delay, it wasn't that bad because it was like it felt like we were getting a legitimate Hawaii football game. Um, so I, I didn't mind it a ton. Uh, and then I could have two games on at once with Vandy Hawaii and then uh, Hank Bachmeyer, former Boise State quarterback. He was playing in Ruston, helping Louisiana Tech come from behind to defeat FIU in a little CUSA action. Um, But Vanderbilt, I mean, like, even if you set this stuff aside, because we knew there was going to be construction, I didn't know they were going to force the visitors to just have a tent as their locker room, which is just, I mean, it's not, not ideal at all, but Vandy's defense was putrid. It was pathetic. And I knew that their past defense was going to struggle, but they got outgained by a hundred yards by Hawaii, a three win team last year. Uh, I know people are high on Timmy Chang, bringing back the run and shoot. Uh, and they've got a quarterback. Uh, I think his name was Schrader. who was pretty good. But it it was embarrassing how how many big explosive plays they gave up. Um, Hawaii was only three of eleven on third down, but they converted three of their four fourth downs. And really, the difference in the game. I, so I did not bet Vandy spread. But I was like, all right, they should be able to score with this wide receiver group because they do have really good wide receivers. They're gonna they should be able to score points against Hawaii. Um, their team total over they need it was thirty seven and a half. So they needed one more score. They get to 35 on like a third and long, a free play, throw a 30-yard touchdown pass. You're like, oh, this is the second play of the fourth quarter. Surely they're going to score more points. Nope. Um, for, they, they're really fortunate that they had two interceptions by Ricky Wright, one of which it was a touchdown that got overturned by Hawaii. They had a fat guy touchdown, overturned. Um, and then uh, – <laughs> A delay of game, they throw a fade to the end zone. It's picked off two plays later. Um, so, red zone interception. And then they had a kickoff return touchdown. Get him a score. And that ultimately ended up being the game winner for Vanderbilt. So, Vandy, I know that uh, like it was first game and there's some rust there. But that defense was 
as bad as advertised, and that's really been what's held them back. You thought they were going to take a step forward in year three with Clark Lee. Um, I guess the two interceptions might say otherwise, but that was uh, – um, uh, did not I, – I drank a little bit of Andy Kool-Aid at SEC Media Days, TJ, but that performance was was really embarrassing. Um, and so they, they've got a lot to clean up uh, before Kentucky crumbs to the tents at uh, First Bank Stadium at the end of the month. I didn't watch the game besides, you know, here and there, and it, it sounded a little bit more exciting. And I know Hawaii made a little bit of a run there, but I, I didn't realize really all the, the context to it. So it sounded much closer than, than I thought it was. But all that being said, I'm weirdly like a Clark Lee believer. and that may not even mean that he's successful at Vanderbilt because it is Vanderbilt. But I, I think if there's an area that if he wanted to be able to figure out, it'd probably be the defense. And maybe they just don't have the players, and ultimately it doesn't matter if he's going to be able to to figure it out. If you don't have the pieces, you don't have the pieces. But I, I, I still – I think, again, do they, do they make a bowl game this year? Probably not. They went 5-7 and seven last year thanks to the stupid win against Kentucky. But I don't think they're going to make a bowl game. But I also don't think this is going to be indicative to like a 1-11 or a 2-10 bandy year. And I hope Kentucky is going to be incredibly motivated to go in there and get revenge and hopefully beat the snot out of them. And hopefully that's exactly what Kentucky does. But I think it's week zero. Teams are still raw. They're still figuring stuff out. True, you, true. You, sometimes you say that even at like week three or, you know, you're, you're, you want to be clicking sooner the better. But week zero, you got to imagine there's a lot of issues that can be figured out. And maybe theirs is just going to be a talent, which it has been in the past for Vanderbilt. You can't really figure that out to a certain extent. But I hope the Cats are still going to be ready for that game, even if Hawaii was able to light them up on offense. Yeah, the um... – it, it, they got hit by the portal. One of their starting cornerbacks is now Miami's starting cornerback. So some of that, I mean, some of the, you know, you can only do so much. Um, and you're right. It is it is week zero. They've got time to figure things out, particularly offensively, because I, I just expected more from them uh, in the passing game with those talented wide receivers. Um, but five of 12 on third down is just – that's piss poor, and they can't run the ball at all. I mean, I think they're averaging like less than two yards per carry, uh, like 1.2 yards before contact. So their inability to run the football, Kentucky should be able to take care of business down there at Vanderbilt. But uh, like you said, just week zero, there was some other fun, exciting action around college football. I couldn't watch the USC game because I didn't download some crazy app for me to illegally stream the, Pac- stream the Pac-12 network, but – Zachariah Branch, holy crap. TJ, look up that guy. He was a five-star plus, plus, plus last year. Top 10 player overall in the country. And not only was he electric as a receiver, but he did the – he had a kickoff return touchdown where he, like, walked the first 10 yards and then just exploded through the hole, shot the gap, and was off to the races. So that guy, like – all of the people are like, it's low hanging fruit where they're like, man, I'm getting flashes of Reggie Bush. And it seems kind of lame and way too hyperbolic for game one. But like, yeah, I can't, I, I think everybody who saw those highlights was like, holy crap, that is some Reggie Bush stuff. <laughs> I mean, you just can't, you can't help yourself. So um, he was an electric factory. 
And um, surprisingly, the most exciting game of of the weekend. I mean, there was two of them really having the two conference USA games since realignment. They um, they had new teams coming to CUSA, so they had to kind of change up the schedule. And the NCAA was like, all right, since you already had the schedule set in stone and you got these two new teams coming, you can do a week zero game to to help give teams more time, travel, all that sort of stuff. Make sure you're not playing a bunch of road games in a row. So I mentioned the comeback from Louisiana Tech. I, I fell asleep as they were marching down the field. Um, that game was a little bit uglier. But Jacksonville State, Rich Rod, bringing them, uh, the Gamecocks up from – um, the FCS level for the first time, uh, taking on and I hell I, now I, I can't even remember who the hell they were was, playing. Was UTEP it, was it UTEP? Yeah. Yes, that game was so much fun because TJ. It was one of those games where all of the weird stuff was happening. They had they were doing the weird college football formations, and the coaches were making really dumb decisions. On all accounts, they're rotating quarterbacks. And then they even did uh, – UTEP was doing the like the Jalen Hurts formation where you do the quarterback sneak and they just line up behind you and push them. Did you see where they tried to do the pass off of that and like just the quarterback got sacked and it was a disaster? I, I, I did. It's just a good reminder that this college football and NFL, you'll see it. You'll, you'll see some really, really, really dumb plays and formations in the NFL – Shout out to the Indianapolis Colts there. But it's a, a good reminder that if you're going to do a trick play, if it backfires, you're going to look dumb. You're going to yeah. look silly. And the, away. And, and, the, and the wackier the trick play, the dumber you're going to look if it doesn't if it doesn't go your way. Yeah, they were in that bunch formation, and then they, they passed out of it. And I didn't know what was going to happen when I first saw the highlight on Twitter. I, don't, I may have been at the airport or something watching it half asleep or on the way to the airport, whatever it may have been. I was like, oh, man, is something cool about to happen here? Are they actually going to – I can't wait to see how this one plays out. And, no, it was just a terrible play. It was a sack. He got sacked by, like, six guys at the exact same time. Yeah, I did see that one. That was uh, that was funny. But it, we got more of that coming for the next, like, oh, five man. months. We're going to get stupid trick plays that don't work, and we'll get some that will, and they're going to be really, really exciting. But the ones that don't, always hilarious. By the way, Roush, I just watched Zachariah Branch's highlight video from Saturday – that dude's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem for some people. Holy smokes, he's quick. That kickoff yeah. return was it, awesome. It almost felt fake. It almost yeah. felt like a movie shooting. <laughs> just so many he's so close to getting taken down so many times. And then other times just like, "All right, well, what what are these guys doing? Go tackle them." And then whoop 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 whoop. And yeah, that's crazy. Out of it every time. Really impressive. The the trick play wasn't the funniest play of the weekend though. That was the New Mexico State quarterback getting his helmets spun around and still throwing a pass like without being like his helmet was completely backwards on his face and he just threw the ball yeah nearly decapitated <laughs> oh man but no but that utep so to go back quickly to the utep jacksonville state game um jack state was i mean they pissed the game away they were up 10 with two quarters to i mean in the third quarter and rich rod he has to go rich rod fast right he has to play his tempo style and they were just running plays, running. The, they, they'd have a couple three and outs. Well, uh, meanwhile, UTEP would get the ball back and then just ball control, run the damn ball down their throats to score. Um, you know, part of it was a missed field goal by Jack State that hurt him. Uh, but after a couple failed possessions, UTEP gets it 
um, within three with five minutes to play. And Rich Rod subs out his quarterback. He takes out the guy who is their best player on the field. He who is a running quarterback, really fast dude. One of those, it's like third and 17. Let me just beat this QB spy and get a first down sort of guy. So what do they do? They put in a slower white guy who runs it three times in a row, quick three and out, punts it back to UTEP. UTEP marches all the way down to the 21-yard line. There's a minute and change to go. Third and one. Um, uh, They're feeling the heat. They call a timeout. So what do they do? They dial up a third and one fade into the end zone. Uh, Yeah, incomplete. Fourth and one. They've been running it down their throat. It's go time. What do they do? They throw it again. Interception. Game over. Jacksonville State wins their first game as an FBS school. Plus 100 on the money line. Getting by their skin of their teeth. The coaches couldn't get out of their own way. It was hilarious. A comedy of errors. And I loved being on the right side of that. It was plus 100. That's not that much. Ah, Plus money, though. Sure, that's true. That's true. You take take the juice when you can get it. That gosh, third and one, and you pass it twice. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And they, I mean, and they were the team that was doing the little push wing T formation. And aside from that trick play, it had kind of worked. So I, I just, it was so funny to hear their announcers just be like, I just don't understand what they're doing. (laughs) Because it just doesn't make any sense. I don't think I'll ever be a, a football coach at like even a peewee level. I, you'd, I'd probably be better off doing basketball on that side of things. But if I am a scouting report for my teams, if it's third and one, I'm running the ball. It's a guarantee. I'm running the ball. If it's third and one and, and like fourth downs in the equation where you're going to go for it on fourth down, I'm running the ball on third and one. I mean, don't care that you, I don't care if you have 12, 11 people in the box. If it's third and one, I'm running the ball. I want two chances at being able to get three feet. That's all. I want two chances to get three feet. I'm probably getting it on that third down. And if not, then, you know, it's four. I'm not losing yards, just running. Uh, ideally, you're not losing yards, running just right up the gutter doing a QB sneak. So then it's fourth and a foot, fourth and two feet. Worst case, still fourth and a yard. At that point, I, I may still run. I may run, if especially if it's a foot. But I can get creative on fourth down. If you want to do your fun little fade or do something all or nothing on a fourth down play, sure, that's fine. But on third and one, you run the ball every single time if fourth down's in, in play. If it's third and one, you're back in your own territory and you want, you think you can take a shot in one-on-one coverage on a 40-yard pass, then go for it. That's, that's a little different story when punting's in the equation. But if it's a third and one, you have to have it. You have to get this first down, whether on third or fourth. I'm running the ball. You, you, why, why does coaches make this so hard, Scoots? I, see, I, I had a similar situation in my game on Saturday night where – Brownstown had a third and one, but they were on the Charlestown like 25-yard line, and their field goal kicker just didn't have the leg. So the coach draws up a, a deep bomb to the end zone. It was obviously incomplete, but then, like you said, TJ, they've got fourth and one to figure it out, and they were able to pick up the first down. So I'm I'm kind of on the opposite side of you. I think if you've got third and one, I think you I think you do try that deep ball. But yeah, if if punting isn't in, in the equation, you got you have to run it absolutely. The uh, the the flip side of the coin, if you're going to go for it on fourth down, maybe you can get them guessing. I don't like, though, a third and one fade. Like, 
do play action, right? Like that's the whole point of trying to catch him off guard is like, all right, we're going to fake the run. Everybody thinks it's going to happen and then we'll throw it up. Um, yeah, even that, if you're, if like that's, yes, I agree. I, I mean, I, I still would run the ball, but if you're not going to run the ball, then you want under the disguise to run the ball to try to right. set up the pass versus exactly. a fade is just you versus the DB with the caveat that the quarterback's going to be able to put it in, in a favorable spot for you or just a 50-50 spot for you. The quarterback can really ruin a fade, and most fades are probably ruined on the quarterback's throw, but it's still just a, a 50-50 play where getting a yard, is that less than a 50-50 play for even bad teams going against up uh, against an in, uh, superior, I should say, defensive line? You probably don't love that matchup every day of the week, but for a yard and two chances to get it, don't don't monkey around. Just get it on the mm-hmm. first try, and boom. Then you can get creative on first down. Then you can do whatever you want on first down after that point. But I just love that we're back in like the I'm smarter than college football coaches. Part yes, of my life. <laughs> love it. I love it so much. It it was fun. Um, it, 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 I just I just I, I was glad to have that. Like you know, we, we, you know, we were at the fair all day Saturday. The boys were pooped. Uh, Brooke was, she went to U of L volleyball game. So I'm just sitting there, you know, got a beer with the, the TV on multi-view and YouTube TV, which by the way, they've made it, it used to, they used to have kind of restrictions towards it and it was kind of weird, but they made, they've made YouTube TVs multi-view better, but I had that going, I had the iPad and I'm up on my feet towards the end of this UTEP game. Like it was a good dress rehearsal for what's to come. Cause I'm really fired up to have this nooner on Saturday, get back. South Carolina, North Carolina will be on along with a bunch of other games. So I'm, I'm so excited, so happy. Um, and I, I know that there's some other people on the Thorns text line that are happy to, to have football back. We're going to talk about it. I briefly wanted to mention something you quote tweeted about the new clock rules and, and their impact on the games. I, it was a small sample size of only seven games, TJ, but it wasn't a drastic effect at all in week zero. Yeah, so I, that was one. I, I wasn't on my phone much over the weekend, but one thing I did see was I was I was shocked to see so many people against the new clock rules just like moments into its birth. It's like this new rule has come out of the birthing canal, and people instantly were like, "Ooh, monster! No, what? Let's give it time to see if we like it. Like, let's let's get to know these new rules a little bit." before we go ahead and just demonize them. And then at the end of the day, Roush, they were virtually very little impact. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah. it helped shorten the game in not a, a major, in not a major way. Isn't that a win? Isn't that what we were all looking for? And secondly, this idea of like, if you are for less football, then you're not for more football. Are you football fan? And I was like, <laughs> First off, this feels like a riddle. Secondly, I, I I like going to the games, but I don't like being at a college football game for four and a half hours. This isn't the ACT or the SAT. This is a sporting event, and it's fun, and it also takes me an hour and a half to get there and an hour and a half home. I don't have all day to watch football because the clock stops every two seconds, and there's a timeout every three seconds. So, yes, I do want the games to go by a little bit quicker, because I don't want to be out watching them. for I don't want them to be that long of events, although I do admit that they are events, and I'm excited about them, but they're, they, they can be cleaner. If NFL can make a game cleaner, college football can too, and it ended up being like a five-minute difference in the entirety of the game. That's perfect. 
I really kind of wish it'd be like, you know, 10 or 20, to be honest with you. But five is, I think, agreeable for everybody. The we're, It's hard to I, – I think where you're going to have to judge it by is just on pass-heavy teams. And, like, in certain leagues, like, I know if this was the Big 12 of old and, I, you know, my brain still – but like the Big Twelve of all, where they pass it a lot, and those games would go four hours. That's where you would see the the greatest differences, right? Um, so that that's where, I mean, you can't really judge it off of a bunch of Conference USA games in week zero. So we'll see. Uh, but even then, I don't think it's going to be incredibly drastic, uh, one way or the other. But we are going to have less teams getting ninety plays off in a game. That's just yeah, Scoots. I saw some people say. This, you you could have a team have a drive for almost the length of an entire quarter. Oh, okay, then the defense should probably stop them then, I would think. Like, the, if you don't want a team to have the ball for an entire quarter, I would try to get them off the field would be my guess. No kidding. And, well, and if they do take up the whole quarter, I mean, you can just do it right back to them. Just thread the needle with their or with your offense, you know? Yeah, like the idea of that good football is going to – make the limit teams on one side of the ball that that's just that's been the case for as long as we've been playing like you you know mark that's the mark Stoops special we've seen it even with the old quarters mm-hmm. where kentucky's nearly had a a drive that's gone the, the the length of a quarter or 10 minutes or nine minutes or uh, really really long drives those are ideal that's what you game plan for and if you can if you can execute it that ain't on the rules that's on the defense let me tell you, from a broadcasting perspective, I love long drives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know love anybody them. that's like, and it was a six-and-a-half-hour football game, and we loved every second of it. It's like, well, yeah, that could have been a very exciting game. Probably means there was multiple overtimes, but this is real life. We, we do have other stuff to get to from time to time. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just – I'm glad football's back. We got our first taste. This is game week. We get to – dissect depth charts today and oh man we're here we're here and we only have to wait three more days before there's more college football on our televisions florida and utah kicking things off thursday night ah it's gonna be so yeah and i i told the boys this last night but i'm so excited about the upcoming football season i wrote a parody song about the up the upcoming season so when are we gonna roll out this parody song? yeah that's what i want to know is it, is it going to be at the golf scramble Friday? You're going to sing and <laughs> you put on a live performance? I may. That's not a bad idea. I presented it to the wife yesterday and she was cracking up during it. And I was cracking up during it. One, cause I'm just not that great of a singer, <laughs> but, but more importantly, you know, it's just, there's like, there's a funny line or two. It's not like a hilarious song, but it's just a good parody song that is probably going to ruin other songs for people. And that's always a good time. But she was like, yeah, I think that was funny. I really loved that one line that made me laugh. But are you worried that people are going to make fun of you for this? And I was like, well, yeah, no. Because it, it's I'm like, it's supposed to be made fun. It's a parody song. I'm not like a 12-year-old going to the White House and this is what I came up with. Like, this is supposed to be, like, goofy and fun. Well, and plus you're um, 32 years old. Like, who cares if people make fun of you anymore, you know? Well, that that's a great point. I, I don't care. But I think she thought, like, what if it went viral and, like, slammed UK fans? Be like, well, that'd be great. 
Well, <laughs> to go, I saw a uh, Miami fan doing the he he brought back the like our generation rap song. TJ, I think you need to just go full on and do another UK rap song like it's 2011. Well, the good news is I, I like uh, I, I'm pretty decent at doing parody songs. So maybe if this goes OK, I can do more of them in the future. Every now, every now and then in a blue moon, potentially. But we do have a major issue, unfortunately, is I cannot find like an instrumental or karaoke version of this song. There's one, but they kind of sing over the chorus. So oh, that ruins it. Yeah. First off, that's like not a karaoke version. I get it. It's kind of like background and it's just supposed to be like supporting the actual lyrics. But since I tweaked some of the lyrics, it didn't sound amazing. Maybe there's a way that like Scoots could like turn that part down a little bit, but then that could mess up with my singing. And I'm not a very good singer, so it doesn't take much for me to just totally get messed up. But maybe maybe we'll do that tomorrow. TJ, why don't you text me the song you're thinking, and I'll look for an instrumental version of it. I've looked all over for it, and I Can't even found find some one. spots where you could. I, I even found some spots where you could like pay, but even those were the same type where the chorus was being sung. So I will. I'll text you over the the song. And the thing is, this song is even like a parody off another song. Kind oh, of. Wow. It's not like a parody. They just redid the song. And so I was like, well, maybe I can just do the original. It didn't work, though, with the original. So it's got to be this kind of off-brand version. We'll get it all figured out. We'll have some fun with it. But it really just shows the excitement for football season. Um, and I'm and I, I want to really kind of ruin a famous song for everybody. What are the name of some of Michael Scott's songs? Um, Goodbye, Toby. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. But the, <laughs> hope you found your paradise. Is, is it Stare Farts to Heaven or something like that? <sighs> yeah. Uh, he's, got a lot of, he's got a lot of good ones. But this one's great. It, it may be lazy, lazy Scranton. Lazy Scranton's another great one. Uh, uh, but this song could be the, the song of the fall, I'm thinking. I think oh, there's wow. a chance maybe they play it at Kroger Field. Like, it's not What Up by the Four Blondies, which is great, by the way. Great intro song. It would be for any situation. But, like, this could be maybe during the first quarter or something. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll sing it for everybody tomorrow. I'm just not a good singer is the issue. <laughs> I wish somebody – I wish we could, like, pay and – like, I wonder if J.D. Shelburne would sing this for us. I mean, but so you're just gonna be the ghostwriter? I mean, you, yeah. you, you need it. You need to perform it once before handing the keys over to somebody else, though. But like, oh, you get JD doing this. He could probably play it too and sing it. Oh, I think I just you know a lot of I don't. That may be my dream, to get this <laughs> song sung by a real country writer at a UK tailgate. That'd be hilarious. Maybe he'll do a cameo um, for you. Maybe total so. eclipse of the fart. That's total eclipse of the fart. <laughs> Thank you to the texter on the Thornton's text line. That was great. Which yeah, shout, shout out to the two the two seven zero number. That's yeah. We, we forgot about that one. Start right. your start your week at Thornton's too. It's awesome. Get yourself yep. a donut, mm -hmm. hop cup of coffee, maybe a spicy chicken sandwich. So good, so great. Thornton's. It's simply the best. Stop by one today. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We're going to take one more break, come back, get to the Thornton's text line to wrap up your Monday edition of the show. It's game week. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. Oh, maybe he's no Romeo, but he's my one-man show.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back to one final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, oh, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Keep the text coming in. The Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And keep saving money at ShadyRace.com with promo code BIGX for 25% at checkout. Shady Rays, the company started right here in Kentucky. Polarized sunglasses for every occasion. You need to upgrade your shades at an affordable, the best price, really, at ShadyRays.com. Check them out today. We'll hopefully see some Shady Rays out there at the Big X Sports Radio Golf Scramble on Friday. Uh, I'm ready to get to the Thornton sex line, but do we have do we have anything else? Any quick hitters? I, I think they'll bring it up, uh, especially this first one, which is for our pal Scoots. Hey, Scoots, you can suck it. That was from Mook. Who wanted to remind you that Holy Cross beat Providence forty-eight to ten? Uh yeah, so. that's that's actually incorrect. I don't know if you all know this about Max Preps or not, but you can't really trust that website. Providence actually put it to Holy Cross forty-eight to ten. So me and Mook have already been in touch about the money he owes me. He'll be bringing it on Friday. Thanks for the easy money, Mook. Oh wow, Mook! Wow, no, new new nickname for Mook: Easy Money Mook. Anytime, oh! you want, anytime you want to place a bet, pal, you just let me know. I'm in. Oh, man. That's that's a tough look. <laughs> man, they really did embarrass him. 47-10. 48-10. I think it was 48-10. No, it was 47. I'm looking at it right here. Oh, okay. Um, did you see, though, TJ, the mighty Trinity Rocks got rocked on their home field. Well, they Douglas only, with a big win. Uh, lost by three on a Saturday game with a pretty lackluster atmosphere versus what Trinity's used to at home. I wouldn't say rocked. I mean, they were down 17 nothing in the second half, and then they scored two late touchdowns to make it close. They, they had a chance to win there at the end. I wouldn't say you get rocked when you have a chance to yeah, win. Yeah, but like, honestly, that's embarrassing. Like, no, like, I, and I'm not trying to just sound like a Trinity hater, but like if this game, they used to play this game a few years ago as a scrimmage, and like it, they let Douglas catch up to them, and they should not have. Um, I mean, I remember their scrimmage. I think this was year two or three of Douglas, and it was with Dakel Crowdis and Dane Key on their team, and they were like, "Man, I, I was talking to somebody at Trinity. They were like, gosh, that offense, that team is bad. It's I don't know.'" I don't know how they can be that bad with all those college guys, but they ran them off the field. And then to fast forward just a few years, like that's that I, I can't believe Douglas caught up with them. And you're right, it was different circumstances, but like Douglas had to travel to and from Lexington to make it to that game. Like it was a big pain in the ass. And I know there weren't as many people there, but um it's uh pretty wild where Trinity football is right now. Well, I think they're their new coach is at 500. The program's a 500 program since since Beatty left. But I, I I don't think that that loss in its own right is that huge of a deal. Frederick Douglass, as a football program, needed a couple of years to get steady, to get stabilized. We knew that they were always going to have a lot of great talent, but you got to get everything in the trenches up to snuff. And it's not just one player. It's got to be across the board. 
they're there now, and they gave St. X everything they could handle in a scrimmage as well. Uh, but I do think the atmosphere and not being on a Friday night I'd probably help the road team, probably help the visitors there. But it's a great win for Douglas. And yeah, yeah. Isn't is Douglas the higher ranked team than Trinity? Weren't they higher ranked going into that game? Um, I don't I don't know how the rankings go, but in Roush's brain rankings, Trinity, they went like ten years without losing to a team from Satan, Kentucky. And I know I'm exaggerating there, but like, yeah, it's but you to your point, it should be more of an indictment on Douglas and where they are. That that's a huge win for them because um Taking the step up to six A, that's significant. I mean, that's you're you you can no longer dodge the big boys. It was just like beat Bowling Green, beat Scott County, and beat Covcath. Uh, it's now, now there's no there's no hiding from anyone. So to to go on the road and get that win, that's huge for that program. Um, that was exciting. The most exciting game of the weekend, though. Did you catch any of the highlights from Boyle County versus LCA, TJ? I did see several highlights. Yes, it was a it, it was exciting. Um, the kid that transferred from Danville, Demaria Brown, uh, it was his first game at Boyle, and he did not disappoint. I think within his the first five minutes of the game, he had an interception, uh, and a return touchdown, and like a fifty yard reception. So, it, kid's a baller. Uh, just what Boyle needed, another playmaker. Him and Quisenberry were incredible. Uh, Cutter Bowley put up some crazy stats, 400 yards, and I want to say three touchdowns, including, man, one of those throws where he's rolling to his left, goes across his body and delivers a bomb like 40 yards downfield. It was impressive, but he had quite a few interceptions. Um, and and that's really, Boyle County took advantage of every single one of them. Uh, they had a LCA had a chance to rally, but they couldn't get a late stop, and Boyle buried them with a, a final score, uh, a final kind of touchdown. But Boyle County, they they're probably the best team in the state, regardless of class. Uh, they're just a, a well tuned machine with weapons at every level um, and a decent quarterback to be able to get them the ball. So um, that that was that was a great football game, great great high school football game. Yeah, give me Mail Saint X and Frederick Douglass over Boyle County. Okay, okay, I'll give them to you. Mail uh, did they did avenge their loss to Ballard oh, last year? That was a big, statement. A big way. Statement win for Mail Saint X and, and seemingly a not overly interested Saturday game as well. Beat Central twenty-one to six, and then as Roush mentioned, Frederick Douglass absolutely huge win at Trinity. But uh, exciting, exciting week. And I don't care so much about the interceptions for Cutter Bully. That Yeah, yeah, I, you shouldn't. I mean, like some of them are tip passes. And like, if you're going to have a guy be aggressive, he's going to play aggressive. So And they, and they needed them too in that game. And, right. you know, nearly paid off. They were, yeah. they were there. They were there. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Also, uh, shout out to PRP, upsetting Bullet East, defending state champs. Oh, yeah. Big, big Everybody. win for the South End boys. Everybody expected Bullities to take a step back. They were replacing a ton from their state championship team, but that's big for PRP. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Pikeville upsetting Johnson Central going up a class. So for our friends in Eastern Kentucky, a huge, huge game in the mountains. Pikeville winning twenty-one fourteen over Johnson. Shout out to my buddy Nick Bosch getting his first win as the head coach of Lexington Catholic. I don't know who they played, but they beat they beat up on somebody real bad, like really, really bad. Rouse so, isn't. Doesn't P- doesn't PRP have a tight end we're supposed to be watching, looking out for? 
No, that kid went to uh, he went to UK for like a week, and then he transferred to UK. Oh, okay. So that was last. Already got happened. it. Yeah, got it. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Whitecaps beat Madison Central forty-seven nothing. So, um, yeah, they'll be uh, they're playing at Corbin this upcoming Friday against the Smith Twins. So. Ooh. Um, yeah, something to keep your eye on. And no uh, no flip from the Smith, Smith Twins. I'm not officially worried yet, but I think Michigan people are slowly starting to gain some confidence that like maybe they will hold on to them. So uh, regardless of what happens, that thing's going to go down to the wire. Just prepare yourselves. Oh, we just had somebody back, back out of the Big X scramble. Shame, 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 shame. shame, shame. Speaking of shame... Right. Uh, if you work at KentuckySportsRadio.com and your name, and you don't hear your name, if you don't hear your name, okay, Jack, Jacob, Maria, Drew, and Stephen, if you didn't hear your name, coward, coward. It's going to be such a fun football season. We're ready to go. Woo! I'm predicting eight and four. That's a special season to everybody else at KSR. Here we are. Everybody's been so excited about this football season. And all but what? How what five people, Roush? Everybody just thought the best was going to be eight and freaking four. Everybody got scared, man. We we got scared after last year. Scared money and, don't make no money. So I guess I'm not making any money. Let Stephen Peak run that place at this point. There is a special season. That I is like a that season. And you know, I'll even go with Drew Franklin, nine and three with a win over Alabama. At least he had some stones, ladies and gentlemen. Maria says, you know what, Kentucky, they're going to have one slip up game at South Carolina. Besides that, they're going to take care of the games they need to, and they'll lose to the two national championship contenders. Good for you, Maria. You've got some sense over there. And then Jacob, having gotten to meet Jacob, seems like a good guy. Of course, everybody knows how good Jack Pilgrim is. Roush, what is wrong with you? You think Kentucky's going to lose against Missouri at home? No, come on. Did come I on. I don't, I don't think I put Missouri at home as a loss. Uh, according I? to the Instagram, it did. I, here's the thing, too. I... I admittedly care too much about these because one year I got them all right. But like this wasn't year, that the, wasn't that last year you got them all right? 21. I got okay. uh, Yeah. Okay. When they were good last year, got, I got a lot of them wrong and I paid for it That's right. dearly. That's right. yeah, it was, it was very bad. <laughs> it was, my wife is not listening. Most money I've ever lost on a single book. Um, so yes, I got and, and that. And then the, the rearranging the schedule really messed with me. Cause like I'm, I'm going to go into every game thinking Kentucky can can win every single game this year. Like they're talented enough to beat every team on their schedule if they're healthy enough. And 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 I and I say that not like just doing the like, well, Devin Leary's injury prone. Like, no, I mean like I mean you could lose a tackle and really be toe. Like there's there's a lot of things that like I just don't know where their head's at. The Missouri game, the only reason why I say that makes sense to me is I just can see them playing well at Georgia, coming up close in the next week and you come home. Missouri's been close. Like all of those games have been decided by one score or less in the last five years. So like I, you know, I could see that being like their rallying cry. I, I just I, I I hated making those season predictions this year. Just my one thing that I am confident in. I'm I'm so re- I'm ready, ready for Kentucky to beat Tennessee. That's happening. That's yeah, we, we've got to have it happen. And in all seriousness, like eight and four would be a good season. It's a really yeah. tough schedule. We know all that, and 
eight and four could still provide a lot of memorable and and fun moments. But I, I really don't think if Kentucky went eight and four this year, it'd be a special season. Like I just don't think at eight and four you can no, call it a no. special season. If you go nine and three, again, you know the the bar's been set a little bit. Would that in its own right be a special season? You need to see the wins and then what bowl game you went to and what you did in that bowl game. And then which case, I think it definitely could be cemented as that. But well, uh, here, I think eight here's four my really, real quick, I just think eight and four is really my basement. Like anything worse than that, then it's it's not it's disappointing. Just disappointing. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of there. Um, my question for you if nine and three, what if nine and three includes zero upsets? What if there's no win over Tennessee, no win over Bama, no win over Georgia? Still special season? Again, it had to depend on bowl, right? I think it would be. I think it would be Outback probably, if unless Tennessee is going to the playoff. And it may depend who you play in the Outback Bowl, and I think you'd have to win it. Nine and three, no upsets, and you lose your bowl game. Good season, not special. Not season. special, yeah. Okay. In, in that in that hypothetical, now nine and three, you go to the Outback Bowl, you beat Michigan, special season. Okay. Yeah. Or like a team like Michigan, or right, something. right, Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, for because sure. That, that yeah. could be a yeah, yeah. Um, you know, similar like if you if in 2018 it was probably going to be a special season regardless, just because it was Stoops' first season winning over eight nine games. But the Penn State, you know, that really kind of wrapped it all up in a bow for you. Yeah. And made it I, made it memorable for forever. I for me too, like eight and four wouldn't be that disappointing if like if you won at Mississippi State because that place is obnoxious. Um and like going to Outback would just be fun to be somewhere different because Kentucky has now hit every single bowl possible except the New Year's six in this rotation. So it would be it would be fun to do something different. That's the one that's evaded them during this run. And eight and four, here's what eight and four is gonna do. I'm not going to be mad about it. I don't think anybody really should be mad about it. But we're going to be left in a similar spot we're in now where is UK ever taking that next step or are we just kind of floating until we drop? Yeah, and I think an 8-4 yeah. and four season is just going to be another like good season. We like where we're at we're as a program. But boy, would we love to take that next step. And if we couldn't do it with Devin Leary and this offense and all this and Deion Walker, and, and, and you're going to get a lot of these guys back, not Devin Leary, right, but a lot right. of these other guys are going to be back. It's just going to leave us wondering, can we, will we, is that on the horizon, or is this like, is this our peak? Is this the top of the mountain? And I don't think anybody wants it to be, but you eventually have to do it. You eventually have to prove it. And I know some of the analysis, people are saying, you know, I can't pick us to win at Mississippi State because UK hasn't won there in forever. I totally understand that. But if you do think that this team is different, then they're going to do different things. They're going to do different things than other teams haven't done. Hopefully, winning at Mississippi State, Starkville is not even all that tough of a place to play. Yeah, it can, yeah. it can, it can be. But usually, those atmospheres for UK aren't the the wildest they have there on Saturdays right. in the fall. What do we got? Well, next that's week? that's sorry. why I was trying to pick a stinker. That's hard too, and I just ended up going to Missouri. But I'm scared. I should have just put Bama, a Bama went to, and said nine and three. Uh, but that easy. There, there we are. That, that easy. Hey, podcast listener here. Scooter Kingpin selling edibles baked into frozen pizzas. Say hello to my little friend. Did I miss yeah, something? Scoots had a dream that he was a drug kingpin loaded with cash just because he made an edible business. Yeah, I, I learned how to make edibles in my dream, TJ, and I was I was so rich. It was it was unreal. It was great. I don't know where the frozen pizzas comes from, but 
Yeah, I was rich in edibles, rich in money. It was a great life, and then I woke up. How did you make the edibles? Uh, couldn't tell you. I just know, I just remember in my dream that I learned how to make them, but I, I don't think that translates to real life. The uh, It's funny you mentioned that, Scoot. CBS This Morning had this whole uh, like five-minute bit on cooking with weed, and like there's these 10-course meals that are now being served where they're all infused with cannabis. And I just, I don't know how people do that. We're like, just everything's weed and it's 10 courses. I mean, I get how you could eat 10 courses if everything's full of weed, but like, I mean, it was like steak. I don't, had been braised in it. <laughs> I don't recall the name of the show, but there used to be a show on Vice and it was yeah, like, it was it, bong, bong Appetit. Yeah, there you go. Yep. That's what it was. Yeah. That was a good yeah. show. Interesting. I did not know all this stuff. Now you do. We got a bandy text. Wow. Glad to see they're still in the dumps. Would love to beat the crap out of those nerds after last year's embarrassing loss. Judging their performance against Hawaii, do you think you all could hang a 50-burger on them? Thanks, South Georgia Wildcat. I think I think Leary is going to be averaging 300 yards passing per game. Pro- should be north of that by the time the Florida game comes around. And he should get up to 400 against them in that game. Like, that should be a fun air raid sort of day where, yeah, 50-burger. Yeah. They should be not. carving them up. I cannot control myself. I'm too excited. This is uh, I want to beat the snot out of Florida. South Georgia Wildcat, uh, hopefully Kentucky takes care of business against Vandy. They should. There's no reason to be overly worried. Uh, they beat Kentucky last year, but that hopefully is going to be used as motivation. But I would love to just have Kentucky beat Florida very badly. Which brings me to my question for Thursday, Roush. Do we want Florida to be, you know, if they lose, and there's a good chance they are, to Utah, people aren't very happy with the state of the Florida football program. Do we want things to just be as bad as possible early on, and that way they're maybe a little morally defeated in maybe a stretch by week four? Or do you want Florida to be ranked big wigs coming in undefeated? What's, What's a better play for Kentucky fans? We had this exact same conversation last year. Yeah, and it was different because you played them the following week. Um but I just don't think we're going to get ranked Florida no matter. I mean, they would have to beat Utah and Tennessee to still be hanging around there. For me, it's more of Florida, how they're going to be good is running the football. And if they can run the football against Utah, I'm, I'm going to be a little concerned. Um, just because, like, I, I would think that Kentucky's front seven is comparable. And, and when I say that, I mean that Kentucky and Utah should both have two of the top 25 best front sevens in all of college football this fall. If Florida can run against them, then you're not going to be just forcing Graham Mertz to make make throws to beat you. Because I think I think that's the whole MO this you. year. Um, so so that, that's kind of where I'm at going into that game. If, they, if Florida wins at number 14 Utah, they're going to be ranked. Now, maybe if Tennessee beat the snot out of them, they drop back out of the rankings. Yeah, yeah, but right. That's where I, what I'm kind of saying. That. It, I don't it doesn't think take voters a lot to give Florida the benefit of the doubt. Right, true, true. A texture says, I feel you on birthdays, Roush. It's like Seinfeld says, all you did was not die for a year. <laughs> Man, wild birthday takes. I'm a birthday guy. Oh. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just really every year for my birthday, all I wish for is just like a Sunday to watch the NFL and eat wings and drink beer. Man of I just, very few ass. 
wish for UK to be winning the SEC tournament for my birthday, and I haven't had a very happy birthday lately, have I, Roush? No, no. Um, you had one that canceled the year, so thank you for no, that. No, that um, was the day after or day before, I don't remember, but definitely not my birthday. Um, I, birthday. I also, this year we play Florida on my birthday, so wow. suck it, Gators. You get to, are you going to have to cover that game? Yeah. I think you, as a birthday present, you get to go as a fan. I mean, it would See, be awesome, but um, I'm actually out all this, this this tailgating thing that you've heard so much about. I've got a wedding the week before, so I'm taking off for that. Yeah. So, thanks for the wedding, Simmons. A wedding that you're excited about? Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I'm the best man in it. So. Whoa. Yeah. No pressure. Guy runs with an interesting crowd. Uh, Texter says, "Happy birthday, Gil's wife." No, Jake's wife. Gil's not married. I do not live with a couple. That would be unbear- <laughs> that, that would be unbearable. Three's company, too. <laughs> they worked in full house, kind of, although nobody, well, Jesse and what's her name were a couple. Rebecca. Rebecca, yeah. They were a couple. Hypothetical. All the beat writers are wishing Mark Stoops a happy birthday before their question. It's your turn, Roush. Do you do the same or do you stick with what you said this morning? Oh, I stick with it. Right now, me and Stoops, it'll just add to the rivalry. Yeah. Not wish him a happy birthday. Uh, uh, somebody would... says massages are great, TJ, and then they make a bad joke, which is just the low hanging, the lowest hanging of fruit. Oh, the lowest, bad. absolutely mm-hmm. lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah. John, uh, good morning, everyone. I hope everyone on the text line and the KRC crew had a great weekend. Hey, for the Cats football game this weekend, I usually get tickets in one of the corners near the end zone. However, this time I'm sitting in section seven, row two, seats five and six. Have you guys ever sat in this area? If so, did you like it? Well, got to go talk to you later. Well, but no word find John. Yeah, John. Uh, I guess that means he's close to you, right? Well, three and seven are our numbers by each other, but those sections are pretty big, so it's still pretty far away. But uh, I have – I don't know if I've ever sat in section seven specifically. Wow, you're in the second row on the lower level, John? Wow. Whoa. That's usually – uh, I guess you're on the visitor side. I'll do it on the home side. But, yeah, uh, that, that'll be uh, – you You will be a little toasty, John. Not going to get any shade on that side. But that's uh, nice seats. You really, you really treated yourself. I, pre- I respect that. Must be all John, that wrestling the, money he's rolling in. John, the cool thing about those seats – cool thing and a bad thing. Cool thing, you're going to get to, like, see and hear a lot of interactions of the team of Ball State. That'll be kind of fun. I do think you will not have the best vantage point for being able to like see the plays develop because I'm I'm not saying that like the players are going to be in your way, but you're going to be kind of almost like parallel with the field. Um, So you you're you may be watching up on the jumbotron just to see like oh how big was that hole that that Ray Davis just ran through. Uh, That that would be the one bad thing. But the good thing is you're gonna you're gonna probably be able to smell the sweat from down there. A texter says. Roush talking, or uh, let's see, I missed, it jumped down on me. Okay, here we are. A parody of a parody, we're getting close to a pariception. Yep. Oh. That's true. If somebody parodies my song, then I think we're technically in a pariception. Another texter says, if you're U of L, you have to be a little embarrassed by how cheap your tickets are. Even for Notre Dame, you can buy a ticket for $50. You're bringing Brom back. It's his first year, and this is the best that you can do. 
Well, it's better Maybe than tickets being free, Texter. You got to see where that we're at. And I think it's okay if people can get in for a decent, affordable price. Right, right. Like that, the good and bad of that stupid flight deck is that like, yeah, you could, there, tickets are never going to be expensive for Louisville football games. They're just, there's just, the demand isn't there for a stadium that big. Yeah. Um, but it's going to make it an easier way to get in on uh, next Thursday. Phew, the Louisville High School bias is coming through heavy this morning. Sorry, not sorry. Football's played outside Louisville Metro, guys, and they just hardly ever beat the Louisville teams on a regular basis. That's factually <laughs> true. It yeah, does happen, but it's just, you know, for a lot of people were picking Roush, like I said, I can't pick us to win at Mississippi State until they do it. I can't pick us to beat Tennessee until they do it. Well, you know, to some extent, get a team outside of Jefferson and Bullock County to win 6A. Uh, says Roush talking about Josh Caddis kicking ass in the preseason prediction video was hilarious. Comedian Roush, I'm sensing a little bit of uh sarcasm there from the Thorns text on. By the way, TJ, Josh Caddis was on the show on Friday. He's a great guy. He's I know, a- I was very happy. Roush got a guess. He's he's my Woo. new he's my new favorite cat. Oh, yeah, why's that? Oh, he just he couldn't have been any nicer. It, the, from the moment he answered the phone, it was just. Yeah, what a respectful kid. I I like him a lot. Wow, you want a fan out of Scooch. That's Absolutely. a big one, too. Absolutely. Oh, speaking of a big one, Scooch, sheesh, what happened else this weekend? Uh, What did happen? There was a passing. Come on down to the Pearly Gates. Pass? Come on down! A Bob Barker? Yeah. Did he yep. pass? I missed that. That's sad. Oh, he passed, yep. all right. That's why Bob and Tom was talking about it this morning. Now it makes sense. Another shout out to our competition. (laughs) (laughs) That's been around for a hundred years. Well, we're going to be around for a hundred years. Hey boys, Dylan Ballard here. So glad it's game week. Listen to some KRC while working this morning. Let's have a great year, boys. Love it, Dylan Ballard. Absolutely love it. Uh, Good hearing from you. Hope everything's going well. And it is. It's game week. We've got a lot to talk about. See you in a couple hours, Dylan. Enjoy your lunch at the luncheon today, fellas. Let me know. Somebody text me exactly what it is. I'll be waiting patiently to find out on bated breath but we've we've got a lot to get to we're going to talk a little x's and o's with ball state obviously as the week goes on we'll have a trivia thursday on thursday we'll got the 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 big scramble on friday it's gonna be a lot of fun this week and we'll be back at it again tomorrow morning 7 a.m this is kentucky roll call on big x sports radio tj walker